Welcome to Some Would Say. Casual chats for curious people. Your weekly podcast hosted by us, Amelia Rose and Lara May, unpacking all things life from the arts to well-being, from work to play and hearing what others have to say. Jared Bell is quite literally shaking up the Gold Coast and beyond with everyone's favourite handcrafted cocktail mixes, Mr. Consistent. How do you go from DJing for Red Bull to becoming the co-founder of a multi-million dollar startup during COVID? We find out. Welcome to the podcast, Jared. We're so excited to have you on the show. Absolute pleasure to be here. I'm stuck at home, so it's given me something to do for the next hour outside of uh, work or entertaining my small human, so I'm excited. (laughs) This is the most fitting question to ask you. I don't think we've ever had a more fitting guest to ask this question. If we were to take you on a night out, what is your DJ song request and why? And what would we order you to drink? All right, the go-to song is an absolute party starter. It's Mumbo Number no. 5 by Lou Baker. Every Tune. time. Every single time. Everyone knows it. Everyone wants to dance to it. It's, it's an absolute banger. My drink is obviously a cocktail, um, and it's usually either a spicy or a coconut margarita, depending on what the bar's got available, what's like, going on. Like a chili so mug, chili mug kind of yeah, vibe. Chili, Have you ever had a chili... Have you ever had a chili coconut mug? Like, have you ever mixed the two together? Yeah, plenty of time. Like, you get, like, a good coconut tequila and you get um, there's these, like, little vinaigrettes chilies you can buy from the supermarkets. Yeah. And you just muddle them in, a um, bit of margarita mix, and then add, like, the coconut tequila and that's, like, you're done. Yum. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love I love when cocktails are fresh. I think that's why I love Mr. Consistent so much because it actually – it doesn't taste like you're drinking syrup. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, totally. There's none of that, none of the cordial. Yeah, you, yeah. you can get, um, there's lots of obviously, we'll, we'll probably get into it later, but there's obviously lots of um, mixes out there. But ours is legitimately like, we've just sent our team out to the farm up at Mandubra for the last three days filming and picking and all that kind of stuff. So like it, it is fresh juice and that's what makes cocktails good, right? Like that, literally yeah. that fresh fresh taste, that chilli, that, that Zesty. good tequila, like that's what makes a margarita so good. It's all the combination of those things. Yeah. Basically doing your body a favour. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It's a health Basically on a health <laughs> kick. Honestly, I think we had a launch party last weekend. I drank copious amounts of tequila for like our Waterboy cocktail that we just launched as a mix with tequila. I reckon I drank enough tequila to kill a man. So, <laughs> I'm the only one that hasn't caught COVID in my house, so I reckon that's the saving grace was the tequila. There you go. Heard it here first, folks. Facts. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, before we get into the nitty-gritty of your business and and all that jazz, um, tell us, for anyone who doesn't know you, a bit about yourself, who Jared Bell is. Um, I'm first and foremost a dad um, and a husband. I've got a beautiful wife and a kid, but my background – and like working background is in graphic design and marketing. Um, I've probably been doing that for around 10, 15 years. Worked for several, several different companies. And yeah, I just 
I guess design and branding kind of leads into marketing and then you get thrown a couple of bones here and there and I guess you learn as you go and I, I, I just found myself loving hospitality um, and everything about hospitality and branding for venues and pubs and bars and um, events. I've run a bunch of events previously. So I don't know, anything that there's live music, there's alcohol and drinks and people dancing and having a good time. That's, that's kind of, that's my jam, I guess. Yeah. Love that. Lara and I are both, um, super creative, which is why we're so like interested in your career pathway. Lara's, um, muso and like more into like the performing side of like creative. And then my background's marketing more so like influencer and that sort of realm. Yeah, we're just so interested to hear, like, how did you, because I've heard a podcast um, with you talking about it before, and you were a DJ, like, for the Red Bull parties. How did you yeah. go from that, like, a DJ, and now to owning, like, a multi-million dollar company? <laughs> how does that work? <laughs> it's, it's a bizarre, I don't know, I, I was thinking about it this morning um, when I woke up, because you guys sent questions to or not, like, I've talked about it a couple of times, but I just had, like, a lot of things go my way and I put in a lot of hard work in the early days you know I I worked a full-time job I got thrown a bone early days when I started off my graphic design career as a just I was designing board shorts and stuff like that and that company ended up going bust it was a surf company back in the day went bust and I I got thrown a bone by a friend who knew somebody at a company called Body Science and Body Science was a it's for those who don't know, it's a sports nutrition company and they make compression, they make sportswear, they make protein powers, all that kind of stuff. But they had this huge list of athletes, like wide list of athletes. And I, I was there, what was I, creative coordinator um, for three years there. And I, I went to every football game. I went to every cricket match. I, like I had to go to all these things. I went to every surf club, neutral gain, Ironman event. And I just got to know all of these athletes and in, in amongst them are Red Bull athletes. And in amongst them is Red Bull, obviously as a brand. And we did a few things with them at Body Science. And I guess it kind of, I just met the right people. Um, and one of the people I met was a guy named Pete Wood, who he was the national on-premise manager. So he managed all the people that looked after nightclubs, all the people that looked after like Splendor in the Grass, Groove in the Moo, all these kind of things. And I, and I was kind of DJing a little bit in the background of working that job. And he threw me a couple of bones and was like, hey, do you want to DJ at this Red Bull party? DJ that. And then it led to, you know, Splendor in the Grass. And they, they just do parties all over Australia. Like we ended up DJing at St Kilda Fest. And it was just a connection that I made with him. And that connection then ended up, into I guess me doing artwork for them so I would when Splendor in the Grass would come around I, I left my job at Body Science because I, I kind of my side hustle became enough income to get rid of a full-time job and kind of go out on my own if you will and do the graphic design thing but it all kind of just it all worked really well together and the DJing was paying really well we were DJing heaps and the graphic design was I had a heap of clients and then the Red Bull clients you're talking like Gilligan's up in northern Queensland who are a huge, huge venue, then started using me as their freelance graphic designer. And mm. then a nightclub in Coolangatta, most people, if you're from the Gold Coast, are familiar with Rattlesnake. Rattles. Oh, good old Rattles. <laughs> <laughs> so it was called Neverland back in the yes. day. Yes. 
Yeah, so I did a bunch of events with them and DJ there and then they started using me as their freelance graphic designer to do all their posters and stuff. So it just it became this perfect storm of, hey, this guy can um, put on an event, he can design our posters and he can DJ them. Um, and I had a, like credit to Tom who was, I was called Tom and Jerry. Um, his name's Tom, my name's Jared. Mm. Um, so Tom and Jerry DJs, we were the cat and the mouse and we basically – me and him DJed all these parties together. We threw parties. But, yeah, that's kind of, I guess, how it all came about. Um, and then that led to a venue here on the Gold Coast called The Collective. Mm. Um, and I met Jeremy very early on, maybe a year out, when he, he actually came to me and he pitched me the concept and if I wanted to be a part of the branding and the design and all that kind of stuff. And I, I, was, I was very lucky that I got the job over a bunch of huge agencies purely based on I went to school with his wife. Um, so it's just like... It, it's who you know. Things just happened to go my way um, and Jeremy gave me the job and then he then introduced me to the bar manager who is, his name's Mikey Sabir, and he is the third business partner in Mr. Consistent. Um, and then me and him worked on a cocktail menu and I drew all the cocktails and we, we made this amazing cocktail menu and obviously brought this venue to life um, together with a few other people. But, yeah, that that's what got us three together as business owners. And then while we were growing and building the collective, we designed the concept of Mr. Consistent. Mm-hmm. And then we were using it in venues. So Jeremy was like, I need to speed up my service. I need to – I want to have something that's a takeaway product. Like how do we sell our margarita that we do here at the collective – really well how do we get people to take it home how do we get them to drink it at home because we're so busy we can't we can't seat all these people you know it's a 400 packs restaurant get seated three times you can never get a booking mm-hmm. so that's what guess where mr consistent came in mikey developed the recipes i developed the brand and it sat there for about a year and we didn't really do much with it because we're all so busy still doing our our side hustles at one stage jeremy got an offer to buy the collective he sold the business. Um, we kept misconsistent. Mikey resigned because he just had had enough, you know, he'd put three years of his life into that venue with the bar manager. Uh, he would make thousands of cocktails a night. So he, mm. he was ready for a rest um, and kind of, you know, he was very loyal to what Jeremy had done and built. And I, it was the weirdest timing, like COVID hit in the, in the two weeks that he took to sell the business. COVID hit me so hard that I had, there was no venues open. There was no, um, there was no nightclubs open. There was no restaurants open. Mm. There was no, so all the venues and all these people that I've been doing work for, for five years in my, in my business had nothing for me to market or sell. Yeah. So we all kind of, we chatted to each other and we said, you know what, let's just give this Mr. Consistent thing a go. And we're here now, you know, like that was, that was almost two years ago. Wow, I literally got goosebumps. Like that is such a cool story. Yeah, I had no idea of all like the collective no. and all that. Just, yeah, it just like yeah, yeah. very seamless and weird way it all happened. It just yeah, as I said, lots of things went right for me, and I had lots of really good working relationships with people. And yeah. me, Jeremy, and Mikey had an amazing working relationship, and we kind of you know when you sit down, you go. It's like you guys when you sit down, you 
hey, we're going to go into a podcast together. Do you think like anything could come up or there's any tension there or we won't work well together? Mm. Should we do this? Should we not? Mm. And we kind of all sat down. We're like, we really like each other. We're very, um, very aligned in our values and family orientated and, you know, lifestyle is very much comes first. We, we do work really hard but lifestyle is really important when we need to be there for our families or uh, we want to have holidays, we're all willing to, you know, cover each other's ass yeah. and do what, do what needs to be done to make sure the business is operating. So, yeah, it was just, honestly, it, it, I look back and I'm like, holy shit, how the sequences of, of events and things that I got to learn and do mm, have totally. all, like, all the Red Bull stuff that I've ever done has benefited or, or the agency stuff has made huge difference to Mr. Consistent, you know, all the contacts I made through doing all those venues and festivals and all that kind of stuff. Like they're all the people I called first when I had a product to sell. Totally. Oh my God. That's yeah. That's amazing. And like, it goes to show that this is obviously like a testament to who you are. Cause you say, you keep saying like, it just went my way, but like those people must've been attracted to you Mm -hmm. and like wanted to like partner with you in some way. So it's obviously like a testament to you as a person and also like for anyone out there listening, it, it goes to show like this is how things work. I swear yeah. this is how business, the more I talk to people, the more I realise like business is just a, co- a collection of relationships really. Like, yeah, it's wild. It blows my mind. And the day you plant the seed is not the day you eat the fruit. Cheesy, but it's true. Like so it's, true. it's the way it all kind of one experience leads to another, leads to another. And yeah, you can't get to like the last chapter without going through everything else. So that's just really yeah, cool. That's, it's literally one of our values is like the journey is as important as a destination. Like yeah. I want to be, and I always have been, and it's probably because I was the DJ, the designer that could make things happen for somebody. Like whenever somebody picked up the phone to me and was like, hey, we really need this done or can you make this happen? I was always the person that would say, Yes, I would never, ever say no. Like if I was on holidays, I'd still make it happen. I'd still, like I'd take my laptop everywhere. Like being the person that can facilitate things for people mm. is is a skill and something that they'll never forget because you are reliable. Like that's the, I've got a bunch of people now. Um, a really good example is a guy by the name of Ryan Fawzi from Vodka And. And every time I ring him, he picks up the phone, first or second ring. Hey, Melzi, how are you? What's going on, mate? What's happening? What can we do? Like, what do you got going on? Like, he knows I'm ringing for something. He doesn't know what, but he's he's there f- to facilitate whatever I need. And then when he rings me, I'm the same back. So it's, you know, when people pick up pick up the phone and ring you, they're, they're usually, when it's a business transaction, they're usually looking for some help or something mm. or a question or whatever it is. And as long as you say yes and you facilitate, that's kind of you become the person that can do for people and that like it just creates this bond between people because it's like you scratch my back, I scratch your back. Like it, it, 100%. it it's literally that. Yeah, 100%. Jared, I love that. Um, I find it really cool that a non-alcoholic cocktail mix has done so well. Um, how did you kind of come up with the idea of making them like non-alcoholic and also full of such great ingredients? For one, cocktails, the reason they taste so good is fresh fruit. Like that is hands down the reason they taste amazing. Fresh lime juice, fresh orange juice, fresh 
lemon juice, any any of those things, it, it can change the whole dynamic of a cocktail. Yeah. Um, the reason we came up with it was Jeremy's idea purely based on one, he needed to speed up service in a venue. So batching batching cocktail mix or batching cocktails is nothing new in a venue. You know, you go to the best bars anywhere yep. in the world and nine times out of ten they, they batch their most popular cocktails because they just have all the fresh ingredients mm-hmm. and the syrups in a bottle and then they tip that in and then they add the booze component of whatever is in that cocktail. So that kind of thing is nothing new. Yeah, It was reducing the amount of ingredients and speeding up the time. So making it, you know, every single mix is equivalent to 75 mils of our mix mm-hmm. and 45 mils of booze. And to be honest with you, bartenders are like really good bartenders are really hard to come by. It is a really, it's a dying art and they're expensive as well on labor. So imagine you have a, the collective that serves up to a thousand cocktails a night and you, it takes, you know, anywhere between three to four minutes to make a cocktail and you can drop that back to making a cocktail in 30 seconds to one minute. Mm. All that time you're saving, people are drinking more, people are reordering quicker. If people aren't reordering, you're moving through tables quicker, they're not waiting, their experience mm-hmm. is better. So it's a, it's a combination of all those things of why it works so well in a venue and why it, why it was developed for the venue. Yeah. That obviously went out the door as soon as COVID hit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. And Jeremy didn't have a venue anymore to, to use it in anyway. So cocktails at home, people couldn't go out and join. We're like, you know what, let's just, let's just give this thing a go. Let's figure out how to make it shelf stable. So we hired a food scientist. She gave us a bit of advice on how we can make it shelf stable. It doesn't need to be refrigerated. Uh, and it's still a fresh juice product. Like most fresh juices can sit on a shelf, aren't refrigerated anyway. She gave us advice on that and we we went hard at the at-home market. They I was living in Sydney. They sent me a bunch of bottles and I shot it all. We'd already had the website up and load, up and running, and I think it took us about two or three days from the first batch we made to the website being up and running to we launched and sales just started kicking through immediately and having no alcohol there's no excise tax there's no um, legalities around alcohol licensing or having a license to sell mm-hmm. it just made life a whole lot easier and a whole lot simpler and you know facebook advertising google advertising um, pinterest tiktok any yeah. any advertising platform if you sell alcohol they're gonna have a problem with you we don't have any of that like it, it's just this window of opportunity that we found um that's really worked for us so that's kind of the bones of how it was all developed yeah i mean the convenience of just being able to make a cocktail so quickly is one thing but i love that like if you're not a drinker which is so okay or if you're like a pregnant lady or you know like anyone can 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 still join in you can still join in that's what i really love about it yeah Yeah. our target demographic is you know it's 80 to 90% female and it, whether they are mums now or they will become mums, um, Jeremy, my partner, he his wife was actually pregnant for the whole time. The first the first nine months of this business, she was pregnant. So yeah. like we literally started this thing and she fell pregnant a couple of days into like two <laughs> weeks into this business. So she was drinking it, uh, all of our products non-alcoholic the whole way through and we were like, well, this is genius, you know, it opens us up to a whole new world and a whole new market of, of mocktails, but still feels, looks 
and can be shown as a cocktail is shown and they still feel a part of the group and you know the same person who's making one with tequila can make it with water because it's exactly the same recipe it just yeah yeah. I think it was back in only back in August that my birthday before we even knew we'd be doing this podcast Jared I I had like a kidney infection but I wanted to party with my friends and so we were (laughs) drinking like Mr. Consistent margaritas and I was just loving life because I could still join in it was so good yeah. yeah, it makes you feel part of the group, man. It makes yeah. everyone. It, it doesn't make you feel awkward to be like sipping on some soda water. Or <laughs> yeah, like so that. true. You can still chuck it in a fancy glass. No one knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah great. exactly. And you can still make it chilly. And yeah, it yeah. Like, oh well, let me tell you, I'm feeling good today. So there'll be definitely some tequila in there later. <laughs> Um, like we said before, like unless you've been living under a rock, then you would have seen Mr. Consistent all over socials and now... And bottle shops, like and literally bottle every shops, bottle shop I go into. Like every shop I walk into, I'm like, oh, there's Mr. Consistent. Like it's just everywhere. And I think the thing that people don't realise about Mr. Consistent is you guys are such a baby brand too. Like what, you've been going not even two years or something? Yeah, it's where, yeah, not even two, it'll be two years in April. That is just like insane. Mm. What do you think was some of like the main catalysts for you guys just like blowing up everywhere? Um, We had a very different approach to how we wanted to sell. You know, we had Jeremy's background being in in retail, uh, sorry, in in hospitality, my background being in hospitality, but I've also owned a couple of retail stores. Mm -hmm. So I've got a lot of friends that own retail stores and my wife's background is in clothing, clothing retail. So we we couldn't get a look in in bottle shops. Honestly, we we went, me, Jeremy, Mikey, we're doing the rounds, we're driving around, going into bottle shops. They're like, we don't get it. People are going to pay 30 bucks for this. Like, you guys have got this stuff here for 15, 10 bucks, like the the cordial versions of um, that sit on shelves. And literally we couldn't get a look in. We went to so many, so many bottle shops. And most bottle shops are, they're run by older men who are really into craft beer or seltzers or mm. they, they don't really understand or get cocktails. You know, they don't go out and order cocktails. They don't drink cocktails. It's just not a, it's not their thing. Yeah. So we started to change our tact a little bit and we went to traditional boutiques and we went to homeware stores a really good friend of mine owns a shop called Empty on James Street in Burley, and she is still our number one seller of our product. Like, wow. and she's a dress dress and jewelry store, and she <laughs> she still sells more than any bottle shop, like individual bottle shop, um, any individual store or anything like that. So, it's putting our product next to premium products that aren't like ours. So sit in a boutique it sits next to really premium dresses brands jewelry brands all that kind of stuff versus sitting in a bottle store that has competition you know there's Mm -hmm. three or four other um say margarita mixes or cocktail mixes that are way more price pointed than us they they aren't fresh juice we are way more expensive because it's very labor intensive but we have competition and then we also have you know the ease of a bottle shop walking grab a four pack of whatever and walk back out where we offered the idea of you can buy a margarita mix and a bottle of tequila and you get the upsell and they're like well no one's going to do that it's 120 dollars spend mm. or a bottle of sours and a bottle of amaretto that 
they just couldn't see their customers doing that. Our, our boutique leg went crazy. Like we've got homeware stores, um, dress stores all over Australia. We're in Universal, um, like the chain Universal stores. We started getting a couple of bottle shops and they were getting the purchase of a bottle of margarita and tequila. And they started going like, we have one person go, I've sold three bottles of Amaretto in four years and I've had your product in this bottle shop for four days and I've sold 15 bottles of Amaretto. Wow. wow. <laughs> like that's the kind of effect of add-on sales or like that they just couldn't see that was starting to happen. You take that, you take so those true. numbers and those figures to other bottle shops and they're like, oh, we'll put it in. We're doing a lot of on consignment, you know, boutiques mm. are paying cash up front or 14 days terms and bottle shops want on consignment. You're like, mate, I'm telling you. This will work. <laughs> and they're like, don't believe you. So we, we sucked it up. We went on consignment for a lot of time. But that's kind of, I guess, how we jumped into that retail space. Our online, um, my wife's background is Shopo, Princess Polly, huge online retailer. So she kind of took that bull by the horns and just absolutely made it made it huge. You know, our business is still close to 50-50 online and retail or wholesale distribution. Wow. Um, and we went hard in ordering glassware, shakers, dried fruit, giving people the full cocktail experience at home. And that's what our online store does. Yeah, that's epic. And I love that, like you said, like you've really positioned Mr. Consistent to be this premium brand, like next to expensive dresses. And it's, it makes so much sense. You know, when someone kind of mentions something like in a team meeting and you're like, oh, no, that will never work. But when you actually think about it, like the concept is so Mm. brilliant. Like I'm going out to buy a dress to go out on the weekend. Like, of course, I'm going to buy a margarita mix and like have it as pre's, you know, it just, it works so well. It's a, it's, it is a, we're sitting in a premium space, but we're in comparison to expensive brands. So a $30, $35 purchase of a bottle of margarita mix versus a $250 dress or $150 dress is a very small ask you know or, or that's so that's true. kind of the level that they're shopping at you know it's really expensive um but then where the where the cheap add-on that can give them that feeling of making a purchase feeling good um not breaking the bank we are we're, we're premium but we are like super affordable yeah. uh, and and making when you hammer it down you know buy a bottle of tequila and a bottle of margarita mix you're looking at five bucks for a margarita yeah like in comparison to 22 20 bucks in a bar at a venue with like the social side of things i feel like you guys really nailed who you sent mr consistent to like the the branding aspect of mr consistent i'm just obsessed with like branding and really good branding i love it um like you would send to like Elsa's wholesome life or like i don't know someone who really embodies like when i think of mr consistent i think of like pretty flowers on top of a cocktail and like you know what I mean like just yeah or like someone with their nails done like drinking a cocktail like it just screams Mr Consistent so I feel like you really nailed who you sent to in an influencer sense as well yeah we we went that's my wife like she she has lots of experience in that from previous businesses but we kind of identified like Elsa's wholesome life was um, she she walked up to us at a market store. I knew who she was because of my sister's partner her, and her husband are best friends. They play oh, golf wow. together every Saturday. 
but we didn't know who we didn't we didn't know who each other were. We I just moved back from Sydney, but I knew who she obviously was. Mm. And she walked up to our market stall at um, the Palm Beach Crumb and Market Farmers Markets, and she's like, "Oh, I've seen this. Um, this used to be at the Collective. Like, are you guys doing this now properly?" Blah blah. And I was like, "Yeah, we just started out. Take a bottle. Like, have a go." Mm. And like, full well knowing who she was. Fingers crossed, she's going to post. Yeah, like, and I've, I've openly told her this, and we we chat regularly on Instagram. I was just like, please post, please post. Yes, she posted, she posted oh. and our website. This was like three or four weeks in, and our website just went Boom. bananas. Like, <laughs> wow, like my phone was like overheating. But oh my god, just, the Shopify yeah. dings were going off. <laughs> yeah, the Shopify dings were just going in town. <laughs> That was like a really nice, all right, let's start this influencer program. Uh, mm. Let's let's target people who talk about food, they talk about drinks, they talk about style, fashion, aesthetically pleasing, and they produce aesthetically pleasing content. And that's kind of, I guess, my background. You know, I can identify what people love, what they want to see, what they, what they want from an EDM, what they want from an Instagram post, Facebook post, all that kind of stuff. And we just identified all these people and we went pretty hard at it. And it, it obviously, it's paid off. Mm. Um, we In the early days, we obviously, we had no capital. So we didn't pay anyone for a long period of time. And we got to a point where we we're like, Fuck, we probably need to start, you know, these people are going to start to ask for money from us because we're doing it with everybody. We couldn't afford to do it. So we approached Ellie and we said, hey, do you want to do a collab on a mix? She obviously has a culinary background. This is one way where we can get somebody to endorse a product but actually create it and we can pay them for their time and their social media presence and all that and give some money back to them for all the really good things that they've done for us yep. over the past six months or nine so, months. So you guys didn't pay any influencers for a very long time? No, like wow. funny story. Like, this is a funny story like um, a huge Gold Coast influencer, like probably the biggest one and like internationally renowned came to us and she's like, hey, I need, I'm having a party. I want some cocktail mix. Um, would you guys be keen to work? And I was like, yep, no worries. What do you, what do you need? Mm-hmm. And she goes, this, this and this and X amount of dollars. And I was like, sorry, we have no money. Like <laughs> I would love to work with you. I simply can't afford that amount of cash. The best I can do is about half the amount of stock because we didn't have loads of stock, you know, we are making to orders. So I had to ask the team to stay back and make, you know, 30-odd, 40-odd margarita mixes, 40-odd Cosmos, 40-odd sours for, for her party. Yeah. And but I said to myself, I was like, I, I really want to work with this person, but you can't go anywhere else. Like there is nobody else that can provide what, I'm about to provide for this person. There's no yeah. small cocktail company. There's no, so I was like, we've got a really niche market. Let's, I don't, and I wasn't trying to take the piss out of people. I was just legitimately, we had no money to pay for it. Mm. But I really wanted the opportunity. So I worked out a way and negotiated with her management team and we ended up, we ended up striking a deal and yeah, it was for a bunch of mix. So it took us a long time before we had any budget to start to, pay people or um, even do Facebook advertising. You know, we started this thing on a very streamlined, I think we started with like 50 or 60K um, that we kind of all invested over a period of time and everything went back into buying new equipment, you know, buying labels, buying bottles and you pay all that stuff up front, right? Like, 
such a huge amount of cost goes into ingredients like lime juice and lemon juice and all this and rent and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And our retailers don't pay us for 14 to 30, 60 days after. So we were holding at times, you know, $100,000, dollars worth of credit oh. uh, from those kind of people. So we just, like our cash flow was shot from the beginning because we just didn't have huge capital to start with. Yeah. And like in those beginning phases where you're trying to prove your worth, even like in the market, you have to mm. kind of do that. You have to be like, even how you were saying you went on consignment with a few like bottleos. It's like you just have to do that shit to like get your product across the line sometimes. Yeah. I felt like there was times where I felt like I was begging people to sell it. Like literally <laughs> like I promise you like I, there was one guy in Sydney that I just remember I was literally begging him and then um, my rep went back in the next day to drop off the stock and his business partner was like, what's this shit? What are you doing with this in here? And she's like, oh, it's on consignment. Like, do you mind if I'll put it on the shelf for you? We'll get we'll, we'll get selling. He's like, "What is this shit? This isn't going to sell." Oh, blah, blah, blah. Wow. I just started rif- like rifling off at her, and then two days later, he had to ring her and ask for more stock because it sold out. But <laughs> like, it, it just you know started from the bottom. Now we're here. <laughs> <laughs> I had somebody tell me no the other day from a bottle shop. Literally, oh. like, was like, "No, nah, I don't like it. It's too sweet. <gasps> Not into it." And I was like, and like, that's a local um, Gold Coast person. I was like, that's cool, man. Like, I get it, like, whatever. But like, still to this day, you still get no's or um, whether people think we're um, becoming very mainstream or like big and yeah. not manufactured or hand manufactured. But yeah, if you check out our videos, we, we've got 30 people that make this stuff from five in the morning till 10 at night, six days a week. Oh, just wow. To, just to keep up. Wow, that's uh, that makes me feel so much better because my product um, that I sell, I've like dabbled into wholesale, similar sort of concept. Like I really want to position it in a luxe way, and it just makes me feel so much better hearing like a big brand like you or like Mister Consistent still still get knocked back. Yeah, still get knocked back. It's like I don't know, just it's, really refreshing. Speaking of knockbacks, um, I'm sure during your time of, you know, the journey of creating Mr. Consistent, there's obviously been some massive highs. Um, what are some of your biggest mistakes and also pinch me moments that you've you've had? Mistakes? I don't know. They're always learning for me. Like we always try and take them as learnings. We never mm. try to fly off the handle and be like, who oh, fucked this up or yeah. anything like that. It's, you know, but the one thing that we learned very early on is shelf life is obviously important to big businesses because they don't, you know, we're small and nimble, they're big and clunky, really hard to work with. So that was, that's probably the one thing. And then, you know, we've made loads of mistakes. Like I can't tell you how much juice we've thrown down. Like we've, we've forgot to put ingredients in um, batches and thrown out. Like I've currently probably, it happened a couple of weeks ago. We've probably got like, you know, 3,000, 4,000 bottles of mix that the cap on the bottle, the capper wasn't capping the product properly and it was cutting through the cap and our team just kept going um and it wasn't identified but like we've got feel free to send them over here yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah you should do like a second sale is that sorry i said you should do like a second sale like i guess it's hard when it's people are consuming because it's a like like if somebody opens the bottle and cuts the hand on where it's been cut through it's you know it's not okay makes sense we're we're very careful like we're we're a premium product we don't want to do seconds yeah Uh, like it's 
yeah, we're very careful. But yeah, like probably, and we've honestly, I I can list some mistakes out. They'll be as fucking they'll go for days as long yeah. as people feel. Like they're all learnings, and they all make you better at what you do, and you'll never make that mistake again. Like mm. that's the the one thing you have that problem, you never have it again. Mm. Um, so better off counting it earlier on versus when you're you know, currently we're making 300 bottle batches soon to be making, you know, two, 3000 bottle batches. I know I'd much prefer to fuck up a three, you know, a 300 bottle batch than a 3000 bottle batch. So mm, yeah. they're the, they're the kind of things that happen all the time. It is what it is. I guess pinch me moments for me, the, the craziest one was we did an exclusive cocktail mix for black Friday, two years ago. And we we set a we set a target of I think it was like fifty k we wanted to do in the whole time, and I think on the first day we did like one hundred and twenty k. Wow! And that I was like, "Holy shit! Like this is this is pretty special." Like um, having an idea of retail backgrounds and what what other businesses do online on those kind of days, we were like, like my business partners were blown away. They're like, "Holy shit! How? What have you done?" Like, and we'd set everything up so well, like, you know, we're on Shopify plus we were, we had people Vox as a warehouse system. We'd put all this hard work in beforehand and got everything set. So that, that week of um, black Friday was as seamless as it can get without, you know, messing up orders or um, having to hand print off every picking order and pack and pick from hand or using scanners. Like it was just, mm. That was leveled the, up. Right, this is a, yeah, this is a real business. We've leveled up. This is this thing's happening, you know. Like, um, and that's about when my wife left her full time job and came on board as our GM. Yeah, true. That would be such a pinch me moment. Like, just even even when I look at businesses and they like have a warehouse or they have like a space that they rent, I'm like, you're so legit. Like, Killing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Well, we're towards our end of our chat, but do you have any goals in the pipeline? Any like could give us anything any coming up we should be aware of? Yeah. Um, we we're pretty focused on getting this new production facility up and running. We've, you know, we spent a lot of money on it. It's been our major focus and everything that the business is like profit wise has gone back into building this thing. Um, so the idea is that this thing will be up and running by end of March. That's our main focus as the board of directors and um, exec team to kind of, I guess, get happening. But quarter two, um, we have tentatively signed a contract with Groove in the Moo. So we'll be at all Groove in the Moo festivals this year, which is pretty cool. Mm, uh, awesome. We've also tentatively signed an agreement for F1. So we'll be the main feature bar for F1 in Melbourne, which is pretty cool. Like that is a premium event. You know, you're talking about Ferrari and like like some pretty crazy businesses that are involved with that and like really high-end premium spirit sponsors and general mm, sponsors. That's so cool. Um, yeah, festivals, uh, we're going to be a big part of it in this year with our canned spritz um, that we launched back in December and that will be relaunched into retail hopefully in the next two or three weeks. So that's cool. the kind of things that we're doing. Yeah, they're, they're our main goals. And then hopefully back end of the year we, we want to be in the US or the UK or, um, you know, have some sort of international expansion, New Zealand, anywhere. But, yeah, nice. we, we definitely want US and UK and New Zealand up and running and operating and if we can. 
Yeah, cool. Can't wait to see what the US, like, I feel like every business, as soon as they go into the US, it's just like bananas. Yeah. So yeah. can't wait to see. <laughs> Is there any plans to be at Splendor? Because we may or may not be there. So we're currently chatting to their team. Um, we, we obviously like I, I've DJed at Splendor. I've gone to loads of Splendors. It's an amazing festival, and it's something we really do want to be a part of as a business. Um, we just have to make sure it's commercially viable yeah. for our business, and that we can, you know, that we're competing against huge companies like Diageo um, that throw, you know, millions of dollars at mm. people like Splendor in the grass. So, so we true. obviously don't have those kind of those kind of budgets, but. We offer a, an amazing offering. We offer a higher price pointed um, product that is has more GP and that kind of stuff. So fingers crossed that that deal comes off. But, yeah, yeah. We're, we're aiming for it. Ooh, fingers and so toes exciting. crossed. Well, Jared, we wanted to end our chat with some fun and we usually do that by playing a game of Would You Rather. So Jared's going to answer four unknown questions. He hasn't heard them before. Would you rather... Never be able to have a mug ever again or always have to drink mugs and nothing else. Always have to drink mugs. <laughs> <laughs> this no brainer, surely. <laughs> That's uh, even for water? Like are we going as specific as you cannot drink water, you have to just drink mugs? My life would be heaps shorter, but it'd be <laughs> Worth not, it. Not drinking another one. <laughs> hey, and at least we can mix it up. You know, you can have a chili mug. You can yeah. have a jalapeno mug. You can have yeah. a what else? Coconut, Coconut mug. Coconut mug. So yeah. true. Alrighty. Second question: Would you rather never be able to use Facebook ads again, or never be able to wholesale ever again? Oh, Facebook ads are dead anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> dead set. They're dying. Yeah. Like, true. Yeah. There you go. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I saw a funny meme the other day that said something about, you know, Facebook is dead to me. Like I return there sporadically to shop and see old people get into fights. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even go on. I, bet, I don't even go on anymore because I, I don't do the ads anymore. But um, I honestly, I don't go on. And to be honest with you, like wholesale is uh, you make really nice relationships and friendships mm. and you build businesses together. Facebook ads, you've got to spend a hundred grand a week to even get a, to even get a phone call or a meeting, you know, like they're so just, it's a faceless business that doesn't, yeah. Yeah, so true. And considering yeah, that yeah. Mr. Consistent's like built on community and that like aspect of bringing people together, it's kind of, yeah, works Instagram, hand in hand. Instagram is literally saving their ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so true. All right, question three. Jared, would you rather be forced to live the same day over and over again for a full year or take three years off the end of your life? What day is it though? <laughs> <laughs> Black Friday sale day. If I want holidays, living my best life, drinking pina coladas by a pool in Hawaii or something, I'll live that day every day, no problems. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I love the loopholes to these questions. There's yeah. always like, oh, but uh, nah, if it's like this, then nah. <laughs> uh, Touche, good point. Yeah. All righty, last question. Would you rather never drink a cocktail or mocktail again or never listen to music again? 
Holy shit. <laughs> we don't we don't fuck around here. <laughs> These are real life questions you have to consider. I want to be honest, I would not drink a cocktail or a mocktail again. I I can't live without music. I don't I watch very little TV. I always have music on yeah. every, all day, every day, like and DJ like music is a mood setter. It's music for me. Yeah, I go. think I would have to agree with that one. As hard as it would be, I'm such a music head as well. You'd have to get creative. Yeah, there you go. that's for sure. Is it playing the spoons count or what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And for everyone listening, where can we find you and Mr. Consistent? Um, you can find Mr. Consistent. It's on Instagram. We're on Twitter, TikTok. Um, TikTok's obviously on the come up. Um, but our website's mrconsistent.com.au um, and me, I'm just Jared Jared Bell on Instagram and that's about it. And most of my photos are of my me and my daughter and me and my wife. <laughs> I'm painting or holidaying. Like I'm, I'm not that interesting on Instagram, to be honest. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been such an amazing chat and I feel like I've learned so much. Yeah, and I'm very excited for an afternoon margarita. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Absolute pleasure. Thank you guys so much for having me. No worries. Chat to you soon. Thanks for listening to today's chat. If you loved what we had to say, hit subscribe, leave us a review, and find us on Instagram at Some Would Say Podcast. Talk then.